Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, What Must I Do, God? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today so ready for what you have, Father. We come with a hunger for more of you. Never just content with knowing what we did yesterday or up through today, Father. Always ready for more of you, Father. We know your word is like an onion. We just keep peeling it back. Father, for deeper and deeper revelation. So we thank you for it. We come ready to receive in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about what must I do, God? This is a question that every person should ask themselves that has ever lived or will live, wanting to know what to do and then doing it will determine everyone's final stop for eternity. Let's start today in Luke 18, verses 10 through 14 in the Amplified Bible. Verse 10, Jesus said, Two men went up into the temple enclosure to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. 11, the Pharisee stood and began praying to himself in a self-righteous way, saying, God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of men swindlers, unjust, dishonest, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Folks, does anyone smell pride? That's the same thing that's gotten man into problems all along the way. 12. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. 13. But the tax collector, standing at a distance, would not even raise his eyes towards heaven, but was striking his chest in humility and repentance, saying, God, be merciful and gracious to me, the especially wicked sinner that I am. My friends, notice the humility and repentance of this man. There's no way to God if we're not humble and in a repentant heart, wanting to receive God's forgiveness. He's ready to be merciful if we're ready to be humble and repent. Now, verse 14, I tell you, this man went to his home justified, forgiven of the guilt of sin, and placed in right standing with God, rather than the other man, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But he who humbles himself, forsaking self-righteous pride, will be exalted. Folks, isn't that powerful? Forsaking self-righteous pride. For then we can get in right standing with God. But folks, if we go with no humility and a self-righteous attitude, we're in trouble with God. Now Romans 6.23 in the Amplified Bible. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, a couple points there. First of all, the wage of sin is death. There's no way around that, folks. The Bible is very clear. But the free gift of God is a gift of grace. Notice it's to believers. And that eternal life is in Christ Jesus. It's not in another God. In these end times, there's so much false teaching. Oh, you can believe in whatever God you want to. Folks, that is a lie from the very pit of hell. It's only through Christ Jesus. That's the only way to heaven. 
Now Romans 6.23 in the Amplified Classic. For the wages which sin pays is death, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, notice it's a free gift of eternal life, but it's only through the union with Jesus Christ. Now John chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible, this section is entitled The New Birth. Verse 1, now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, member of the Sanhedrin among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Folks, notice the humility in Nicodemus. He was a major leader in his party, a ruler, a member of the Sanhedrin. He didn't have to do that, but see, that he started the beginning step of humbling himself, seeing something special in Jesus. And I wonder what he thought the answer would be. What Jesus said in verse 3, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Folks, I wish I could speak this to every person in the world. This is Jesus talking, the one that died on the cross at Calvary. He said the only way a person can experience heaven is to be born again, reborn from above. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? Jesus answered in verse 5, I assure you and more solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water, pause folks, that's through our mother's birth canal, and the Spirit, that's the born again experience folks, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. So folks, Jesus repeated it again. Now, verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 7, do not be surprised that I have told you, you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. 8, so now, folks, Jesus is going to explain a little bit more in detail about what this means. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. See, folks, people can't see it, but see, you know it in your heart when it happens to you. Now, verse 9, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be possible? Folks, so Nicodemus is still puzzled. Verse 10, Jesus replied, you are the great and well-known teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know nor understand these things from Scripture. Folks, don't be confused by these brilliant people in the world with degrees as long as your arm that claim to know more than God. This is a great example for all of us that worldly wisdom means nothing compared to God. Verse 11, 
I assure you and most solemnly say to you, we speak only of what we absolutely know and testify about what we have actually seen as eyewitnesses. And still you reject our evidence and do not accept our testimony. Twelve, if I told you earthly things, that is, things that happen right here on earth, and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? Thirteen, no one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, whose home is in heaven. Fourteen, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert on a pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. Fifteen, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life after physical death and will actually live forever. Folks, Whoever believes in Jesus will have eternal life after their physical death. 16. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now Romans chapter 10 in the Amplified Bible. Verse 1, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. Folks, God's desire is for us all to be saved and have that salvation. 2, for I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not in accordance with correct and vital knowledge about Him and His purposes. Folks, that is so key. We can have an enthusiasm for God but not have correct and vital knowledge about how to get to him. Three, for not knowing about God's righteousness, which is based on faith, and seeking to establish their own righteousness based on works, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him, and its purpose is fulfilled in him for granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as Savior. Again, folks, notice, who believes in him, Jesus, as Savior. Verse 9, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Folks, many people claiming to be Christians don't even believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Well, can I tell you, you can't even be a Christian without believing that God raised him from the dead. Verse 10, for with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God, and with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly. Pause. Folks, we should all be confessing our faith in Jesus openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will not be disappointed in his expectations. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you are a good God. We choose to believe on your son, Father. You told us what to do in your word, to confess Jesus in our heart, with our mouth and in our heart. We choose to do so and to live for him forever. Father, we thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.